Uh, John 17, this jumped out at me, and I've never seen it in this prayer before. Jesus was praying this, this, this high priestly prayer. He's praying for, for unity. We, we've read it multiple times, but, but then verse 22 in John um, 17 uh, is something I've never really seen. And he says this, I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one. Jesus says, I gave them, my church, the glory that you gave me. And then he says that, so that they may be one as we are one. And the, the, the word that there is fascinating to me because he's saying, in order that they may be one, I've given them glory. And without glory, there is no unity. Did you know that God actually seeks glory for you? Jesus says earlier in John, he says, there's one who seeks glory. I don't seek it for myself, but my father seeks glory for me. And when we seek glory for ourselves, it's called vain glory. But when the father seeks glory for us, he actually does it in his son, Christ Jesus. He says in 2 Thessalonians, he says, I want, them to, I want me to be glorified in them and I want them to be glorified in me, Paul says. I want y'all to be glorified in Jesus. We were made for glory. Did you know that? Do you ever feel it percolating in your heart? You're made for great things. You're made to accomplish great feats. It's because you are. And the enemy twists that and he turns it into vain glory and pride for ourselves. But the father says, no, glory in Christ Jesus is what I've given you. But he says here, I've given them my glory, the glory that you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. And I was thinking about that, that we, when we share in his glory together, the reality is, is that Jesus is manifest. Really, the glory of the Lord is the manifestation of his presence among us, yeah? The glory of the Lord shining in the face of Jesus Christ. And so, when God's glory comes in a meeting or when God's glory comes in a human heart, Jesus shines brightly through it, yeah? And the train of his robe fills the temple. Well, when that happens, unity happens. Because why? Because when Jesus is lifted up, our hearts and our minds are so affectionate towards the king and all of his glory that lesser things seem to fade away. Stupid distractions, stupid divisions, competition like the disciples had. When he is glorified up on the Mount of Transfiguration, what does Peter do? He's like going low. He's like, we need to stay here. This is really, really good. Well, when Jesus is just walking around in his earthly body, even talking about his death, burial, and resurrection, the disciples are arguing about who's gonna be the greatest. So divisions and distractions happen when glory is low. When glory is high, unity happens. Does that make sense? And so we, when God is moving, the church is marked by his glory. When God is moving in a people, the Lord says, there, it's, it's good and pleasant when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. It's like oil. When that oil of the spirit flows, when the glory of the Lord is released, it's a precious thing. And so that's what we want for us here. We want the glory of the Lord to be, to be revealed in every human heart. And we want unity. We want to see Jesus' prayer in John 17 answered, that we would be one. It will be answered, yes? We have not seen it yet, but it will be answered, I believe, and the bride will make herself ready. So I just wanted to impart that, pray that,
and then we'll go on from there. So Lord, we pray in Jesus' name that we would be a people marked by your presence, God. If your presence does not go before us, then do not let us go at all, Lord. As Moses said, show me your glory, God. And so I pray that you would manifest yourself in a magnificent way among us and you would continue to do this, God. We wanna be sensitive to your lead and to your move, Lord. I just ask that you would release this in the name of Jesus, amen.